Blog Talk Radio. I've been liking to work. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show where we talk about life problems that may break or tear our heart support. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our heart back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, we are on other podcast platforms out there. So all you have to do is just type in reconnect my heart podcast and you should be able to hear it. Also, for those who may want to see the video version of reconnect my heart, you can go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. You may see the video version of it. I'm so glad you're able to join us and I have a question. Are you tired of folks not valuing what you say? It seems like they don't listen to nothing you said. It really, and get this, it really bothers you. Although you can't change folks, but you can't change the data we give them that may cause their response towards your words. 
So on today's show, we want to talk about ways you or your words can be more respected, building self-confidence with your words, and much more in the episode called Adding Weight to Your Words. Adding Weight to Your Words. One thing we have to understand, our words mean something, and it has value. But sometimes what happens is with our words that mean value, sometimes we depreciate our words based on our actions. So that's something for us to think about. Not only we can depreciate, but also we can increase the value of our words. So it's so important for us to take matters into our own hands, for us to understand the value of our words. One of the things we have to do, we have to learn to know our answer. See, when people talk to us, sometimes we have to know what we need to say. Actually, that ain't sometimes, that's all the time. What happens is sometimes we may even tell people what they need to do. We may give people instructions. But what happens? Oftentimes because of sometimes our actions, sometimes our behavior it may cause them to not even respect our words. So what we have to do, we have to understand to know first when we get ready to talk to somebody, we have to know what we need to say. We have to know what we need to say. That is so important. See, you can't be like to some people, you know, some supervisors, to get people away from them, they just tell them anything to give them something, look, that they want to hear so they can, what, avoid responsibility and accountability. So that's why it's so important for you to know what you need to say, know what you want to say, and know the value of what you need to say. Get this. If you don't know what your answer is, look, don't give an answer. If you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Just don't say something just to have something to say. There's an old song by James Brown that says, like a dull knife, you just ain't cutting. Talking loud, but saying nothing. You have to understand that your words mean something. And your words actually say a lot about who you are. But if you don't know what to say, or if someone asks you for an answer, if you don't know what to say, it's best to remain silent. Like I said, if you don't know the answer, don't give an answer or just an answer when it's not truly thought out. It's so important for that. You know, in other words, don't say nothing. Also think about this. When you know your answer, stick with it. Just don't be wishy-washy with your words. Make sure that your word, your answers that you think about saying, make sure that your words are well thought out of. Make sure that they're well thought. Make sure that you have studied. Make sure that you allow yourself time to, first of all, be in prayer and study on what you want to say. It is so important. Listen, if a person tries to rush you to make a decision, watch them. Those type of people, they have some type of motive. But you want to make sure that any time someone does not allow you time to be before the Father, watch them. Do not give an answer when it's not the true you. 
if you haven't had time to be before God in prayer, and also make sure whatever answer that you give, make sure that you're at peace with it. If you're not at peace with it, then it may be the wrong answer. So before you say anything, make sure that you are at peace with what you want to say. In other words, that's your answer. But most importantly, like that show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Most people that were on that show, what they do, they'll give an answer. And the host would ask, is that your final answer? Understand, your answer should be the final answer. But it has to be well thought of by first in prayer and also doing our research pertaining to what we want to say. So like I said, make sure if you know your answer and if you give your answers, stick with your answer. Don't be wishy-washy. Even in the Bible, it tells us a double-minded mind is on. Excuse me, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You don't want to be known as someone that's always undecisive. So it's best to remain silent until you have decided what you want to say or what else you want to give, or most importantly, what answer God has given you. Another thing, when you always change your mind. People will tend to not trust your words. Hmm. See, and get this. When they don't trust your words, then a person who doesn't trust your words, they tend to not respect you nor your words. So that's why it's so important not to be wishy-washy. Understand that you have to allow yourself time, like I said, to be before God and pray and study, do your part, so that when you come back with an answer, it is a well-thought-of, prayed-over answer. Also, get this. Understand that the importance of your words. Understand the importance of your words. This is something that really blew my mind. Proverbs 18 and 21 tells us that there are life and death in the power of the tongue. Now, get this. Get this. The key word that's talking about the tongue, the key word in that verse is the word power. The word power. I looked it up. Matter of fact, had a, my Sunday school teacher and I were talking about it. And thank you for this revelation. The key word in there, talking about the tongue, the key word is power. Now, oftentimes when we think about the word power, we think about, um, you know, ability, extra ability and all this stuff. But that word power in this proper verse, in this specific verse, it does not mean power as we know it. It means hand. It means hand. For those that are uh, uh, who like to study, look at Strong's number 3027. 3027. 3027. If you look it up, strong number 3027, it tells you the, the meaning of that particular word, power. <clears throat> so in other words, when you think about think about the word power in it associated with the word hand. Hand. We were talking about where we know about the potter and the clay. The potter uses what? His hands to mold to mold the clay, 
to make it to become whatever it is. So in other words, when it pertains to our word of based upon our tongue that creates our words, our words are made by the hand, which is the power of whatever we see, whatever we live, whatever we believe, whatever we say, think about this, whatever you say, that is what's going to be manifested. Think about this. I broke down each word where it says life. There's life and death and power of tongue. So the word life meaning alive, fresh, strong, strength, life. Death meaning ruins, dead, no life or non-existent. So in other words, there's life or death in the hand of our tongue. In the hand of our tongue. Whatever we say, think about this. That old saying, you have what you say. Most of us have what we say because we say what we have. And so it's so important for us to understand what we say is so important. It is very crucial. So if you want better, not only you say better, but when you start saying better, what you say is oftentimes based on what you think. What you say reveals what you think, your thought process. So that's why it's so important for us to understand the power of the hand of our words. Our tongue is the instrument that is used to form what we have manifested verbally. So it's so important for us to understand what we allow out of our gate, right here, our mouth gate. It is so important. You cannot take that lightly. So in other words, what we got to think about, when we think about the word hand, the hand means direction. It means the tool. Also, it builds. So when there's life and death in the hand or in the direction of our words, based upon our tongue, the words we say, it gives direction. The words we say is the tools that we end up seeing manifested right in front of our eyes. Also, what we say out of our mouth with our tongue, it builds what? Life or death. It builds what? Strength, freshness. It builds life. Or it brings death, meaning ruins. Or what? Non-existent or drama. So it's so important. When we think about, like I said, death, there's drama, trauma, all these things. So not only on what we say, but evaluate people that surround us, what they say. Evaluate what they say. In other words, we got to be able to even just observe and take inventory of the people that are in our circle. Because oftentimes what happens we are influenced by people that we allow within our circle. And what happens when they begin to start saying things, then we take it upon ourselves and we start mimicking what they say. So that's why it's so important for us to even not just be mindful of what we say, but also be mindful of the people that we allow within our circle. What are they saying? Because we listen to what comes out of their mouth. 
and that goes into our ear gate. So just think about, are you mimicking what someone else has said based on those that you have allowed in your circle? So it's something to think about. That's a little extra, but there's some stuff to think about. Also, think about this. If we want our words to have more weight, do less talking and more actions. Do less talking and more action. We have to understand the power and the timing of silence. That means also if you don't have anything else to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, don't you hate when people just ramble, just ramble? You're like, wait a minute. No, you just you you just saying stuff, you know. They're not saying anything that's God given. They're not saying anything that God inspired. What are they doing? They're just rambling or they're speaking from their emotions. Don't do that. It's so important for us to understand the timing and the power of silence. Listen, a dangerous person ain't the one who does all the talking. It's the one that does all the actions. The one who always talks oftentimes is the one who has to hype up themselves to what? To convince themselves to do something they don't have confidence in. Hmm. Hey, you know the people, you know what? I, I wish they would say something. I'm going to do that. 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 Man, shut up. You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to do nothing. You're just talking. You're trying to convince other people or you're trying to convince yourself to do something. You're trying to hype yourself up. Don't listen to that. But also think about this. Just, just like that parent, you know, that parent, I'm going to whoop you. I'm going to whoop you. And that kid keep on laughing. Or you keep on, I'm going to whoop you. And then one day, that parent say, you know what, I have enough. Let me get my belt. You ain't, you ain't got to do that. You ain't got to do that. See, all that time that kid, he wasn't paying attention to that parent. In other words, they knew that that parent was selling wolf tickets. Wolf tickets. For those that know or don't know, selling wolf tickets meaning just like the kids who cry wolf. That's what they're talking about. But as soon as that parent mid business, you know what? Let me get my belt. I'm gonna get my belt right now. What my matter of fact, you go pick you up a switch. Find a good switch. That's back in the day. And so that parent had enough, and now they understood there's time out for talking. Now it's time for some action. That's where you have to be. You have to understand that your actions are gonna convince people. That's what you mean. That's what see. And as long as you keep on bumping your gums and your actions not corresponding with what you're saying, people not listening to what you're saying. They're not taking in what you're saying because your actions are demonstrating what you really believe. So if you want people to value your words, start putting some actions, corresponding actions on your words. It is so important for you to start doing what you're saying, you'll have people to respect you. Just like, I'm going to say it like this, because we know, those who know me, I like being real. There are some young ladies I know, they'll tell their boyfriend or they tell their baby daddy something, and that baby daddy ain't even listen, ain't listen, ain't listen to them, ain't even respect them. Why? Because they know all they need to do is keep pressing upon that girl. Eventually, she's going to break down. Eventually, he's going to end up getting what he wants. But as long as that woman 
excuse me, that woman, oh, well, but I'm going to do it this one time. Look here, that one time means many times. Why? Because you're not going to stick to your word. You're not going to stick to your truth. You got to stick to your word. If you say something, mean it and stick with it. But as long as you wishy-washy, you're not going to be respected. But as long as you go ahead and they say, well, how about you to know? And look, say it, mean it. You ain't got to explain. You ain't got to convince them. You don't owe people an explanation. That's something else. You don't, know, you don't owe everybody an explanation of why you gave your answer. If your answer is yes, if your answer is no, that's it. That's it. You don't owe people an explanation. Can I use your car? No. Why? You just asked me a question and I gave you a definitive answer. That's it. But when you do all that explaining, you run your blood pressure up and all this up, but get this. Your answer is for you. Quit allowing people to use you. Quit allowing people to run over you. You give your answer of a yes and no, make it short, and that's it. Sometimes you have to have a look. You have to have a mic drop moment. Sometimes you tell a person yes and no, and just what? Drop the mic and keep it bouncing. That's it. That's it. Say what you mean and leave it alone. That's all. So it's so important for you to think about this. Just. Just go ahead, say what you need to say, and that's it. Make it short, not drawn out. Give your answer, and that's it. Sometimes you give your answer, even if you want to say, even with your car running. No, and keep it going. That's it. Don't allow yourself to be verbally abused or assaulted. Because, uh, well, you always, you, uh, you listen, you ain't got time to listen to how somebody feels based upon you giving them the answer that best convenience to you. Stop being inconvenient for yourself to be at somebody else's convenience. Stop being inconvenient for yourself at somebody else's convenience. Listen, you value you. Now, in order for you to value your words, you got to value you. Value you. Value your mind. Value your ideas. Value your heart. Value who? Y-O-U. Value yourself. And quit trying to get affirmation from people. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh-uh. You are setting yourself up for failure. God has already given you your identity and your worth. Why try to seek it? From creation when you already got it from the creator. Let that resonate in your spirit. Quit trying to get validation from people who really don't have your best interest at heart. Quit trying to get validation from people who are selfish. You already know who they are and how they are. So why are you going to try to get your validation from them knuckleheads? Think about it. I want you to think about it. Just really start doing more thinking pertaining to the people that you maybe try to entertain. Think about that. Also, another thing, learn to be confident within your peace. Get this, your peace as well as your silence. Hmm. Like I said, you don't have to 
provide or prove anything to anybody. You don't owe anybody anything. You already gave me the answer. That's it. Like I mentioned earlier, if I ask you, hey, can I use your car? And you say no, you ain't got to make this long narrative of, well, why not? What I need to do is be responsible to respect you and keep on going. You gave me an answer. That's it. But there are some people, they're going to continue to press upon you. Look, like the lot of the Samson. They'll continue to press upon you because they feel like, and some of them may know from past experience, all they need to do is wear you down, and eventually you're going to give in. Hmm. Listen, they know you better than you. Hmm. Something to think about. So that's why you have to accept that you don't owe anybody anything. Quit trying to, well, I'm just trying to do the right thing. You know, I'm trying to do the righteous thing because the Bible say, uh-uh. You use the Bible out of context. Also, you allow yourself to be used. That's not the Christian way. That's the foolish way. Don't do that. Listen, you must know your value and your worth. Like I said, that was, be, that was given by God. Not by people. And most of the people, they value you based on what you can do for them. But it's not anything pertaining to you. And think about this. Something, oh, yeah, yo, oh, that's a good person. Oh, she has a good heart. Why do you say that? Based on what you do for others. But as soon as you start using the words no, then you get the true feelings of people. Then you begin to start seeing how people really feel about you. Why? Because now... You start putting your foot down. You start saying, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not cool with that. No. So understand you don't owe anybody anything and start valuing, you, start valuing your peace as well as your silence. When I say your silence, that means no matter what somebody say, no matter what they feel, you ain't got to say nothing. Sometimes that old saying, silence is golden. Sometimes people say stuff just to get a reaction out of you. They're going to see how you respond. But as long as you don't say anything, oh, no. Mm -hmm. See, now back in the day, it used to make you do this. It used to, you know, they may have said something that may get a reaction, but now you don't say anything. Oh, now you sue them for a curve. Now, wait a minute. Now you're not as predictable. Hmm. Oh, 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 yeah. You, know, you ain't got to say anything. And, and listen. Just because somebody say something, it needs to be something harsh. That doesn't mean that it's reality. It doesn't mean that it's true. Some people will say stuff, like I said, to get that reaction because hurt people hurt others. When you start telling a person no, or when you deal with a desperate person, you tell them no, listen, you're not responsible to help them or to do something for them. But most people always tell people, consult God. And if God tells you no, then you better say no. If God tell you to leave it alone, you better leave it alone. No, no. Well, God, uh-uh. Because God knows the intent and the motive of people. The Bible tells us man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. A lot of times we just think, oh, man, well, you know, uh, God knows my heart. No, nah, use it in context. God knows your motives, but also God knows their motives too. So if someone's trying to get over on you, they can sweet talk you. They can say all these things. To what? To try to manipulate you. 
which is a form of witchcraft. And even if somebody that is supposed to be a Christian, yeah, they can try to use witchcraft on you. They can try to convince you or try to spin things or gaslight, uh, gaslight to, for you to be able to, you know, give up something or for you to break down and do something for them that, you know, it's going to work out in their favor, not yours. So it's so important. You must value your words. You must value your words and your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. So important. You must understand. Also, get this. Even when you share things, you understand that the seeds of your truth may take some time. In other words, you got patience. See, you may say something, and just because there's no immediate change, you're not going to get worried. You're not going to get stressed. You're not going to panic. The key thing is, you said something that was truth. You said something that was reality, and you had peace with it. But you may not get the immediate results that you may have desired. But it's all right. The main thing of it is, as long as you're given truth, you can go on. But sometimes what happens when we don't see immediate change, we end up panicking and we end up giving in, doing something that we're not supposed to do, or doing something that God didn't tell us to do for other people. So it's so important for you to be at peace. And when you have given truth, listen, that sounds it. The Bible tells you, you should know the truth and the truth shall what? Set you free or make you free? So if the truth will make you free, Allow to keep you bound. Think about that. So live in the reality of truth and you'll be at peace. Now, for those who have made mistakes in the past, who have allowed themselves to be used by people and all that stuff, now what we want to do, we want to talk about a what a transition or a reset that we can do. For those who have to what? clean up their image. The first thing you need to do is create a quote-unquote a press conference. What is that? Acknowledge your mistakes, your past mistakes, and what? And keep it moving. You forgive yourself and keep it moving. Even when some people bring up your past. Yeah, yeah, I did that. And that's it. Acknowledge and keep it going. Look, you ain't got to explain it. Because most of the people, think about it, most of the people that bring up your past, they got an agenda to keep your head at your past to continue to use the past you instead of the new you. Listen, you graduated. You got your diploma. Why go back? Listen, the Bible tells us that any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or a new creation. That doesn't mean in on the outside, but that means within your thought process. Your rationality, your perspective, all these things are the new you. So embrace the new you, but also even though you may acknowledge the old you, doesn't that mean that it is what coincided with the new you? Listen, you clean up the dead by what? Look, just like how some people, celebrities and sometimes politicians, whatever, whenever they have to come up front about something, they make a press conference. Late breaking news, yes, I did it. Thank you. And that's it. <laughs> Put yourself on your press conference 
Acknowledge and keep it going. That's it. Acknowledge your past mistakes and keep it going. Listen, what happens when you acknowledge, when you have confessed, the Bible tells us, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. But also we have to confess some things. Confess. We've admitted that we made a mistake. We, we, we acknowledge it. Keep it going. What happens when we have our own little quote-unquote press conference, it would deflate the balloon of lies, rumors, or scandals. When we acknowledge it, what, it cuts off. It cuts off that link between the old us and the new us. Also, what happens, it will reset or create a new platform for the new you. Also, in learning to clean up from our past mistakes, what we have to do now is be more responsible, but also, get this, don't give VIP treatment to general admission audiences. Hmm. What does that mean? Get this. Everybody should not have the same access to be comfortable with you or to see the same side of you as other people. What does that mean? That means, for example, let's just say I'm a CEO of a company and I'm at work. They see me, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. You know, being professional. But then when I go home, my family, my friends are there. They say, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, I can let my, look, I can let my hair down when I'm at home. But when I'm at work, I got to keep it business. I can't do the same thing at my job that I do at home. Look, you got to learn to differentiate. You got to create boundaries. And look here, when people get comfortable with you, you got to understand who you allow yourself to be comfortable with. Because there are some people who use your comfortability, your time of being comfortable, as a blackmail or whatever. You always want to be a person of integrity. You always want to be a person of truth. You always want to be a professional person. And at work, you let your work speak for you. It's not. It's nothing wrong with you know being called and hey how y'all doing blah 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 blah, but the same conversation you have at home should not be the same one you have at work, especially pertaining to you having some type of high position at work. And when I, I'm using work for an example, but it could be work, it could be church, it could be anything else. Give an example. Let's just say that you're married. You can be a male or female. And you call your spouse baby or thunderthighs. Okay? But that's in the house. But when you go outside of the house, you go to a restaurant, you go to the mall, would you allow everybody that is walking by you call your spouse baby or thunderthighs? No. You can be ready to catch a case. Look here. That old, that look, that old pleasant growth spirit gonna come out of you. No, you can't do that. You you would get mad because what? That is sacred between you and her, or you and him. So that's the same boundary which you need to be able to establish for yourself. 
So set up boundaries and respect them. Respect them. Like I said, you have to be professional with all, but only those who love or in your inner circle should have special privileges for certain sides of you. Like I said, we have to set up boundaries and respect them at all times. We can't allow people to be comfortable with seeing the same side. Also, get this, especially at work or at church or whatever, stop all the joking and kidding around and show people the professional you. Now, like I said, now even me bringing up church, now of course, you know, there are certain, you know, respects that we're supposed to have and we're supposed to be, you know, depending upon where we at and all that stuff, you know, when it's people that you know, hey, that's fine to it. But the people that you don't know, they got to be introduced to you. But also, even with that, not everybody should be privy to that certain you. So, you, like I said, you got to understand and respect. There are some people may feel or think a certain way. Respect them as whether you want them to respect you. So, with that being said, a couple last things. Speak only facts, truth, and what you have witnessed. And leave your personal feelings to yourself. Make a decision and stick with it. Understand. Answer when asked. Or if it is directly relating to YOU. When you always involved in everybody else's life and everybody else's matter, you know what? That's going to say a lot about you. But I always remember back in the day, some of them seasoned saints, or even the, the old man, they didn't say a whole lot. But all of a sudden when he spoke, everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He talked, he talking. Why? Because he knew the timing of what he needed to say. He said things that were relevant and important. But when you start just talking and talking and talking, you think about it. When you talk out of context, when you talk out of term, and especially when you're talking about things that's not of value, oftentimes it depreciates your words. If not to yourself, but even to some people. But when you can speak and it's backed up with facts, and also not only with the facts, but also you live in it, hey, people will respect your words. People will understand, wow, you know what? Not only your words mean something, but you mean something because look at you're a walking example. So when you have something to say, make sure you can back it up with number one, with prayer, but also ask God if it is particular timing or the individual, because sometimes you can say the right thing to the wrong person, and guess what? It'll be ineffective. So that's why not only think about what you're saying, but think about the timing as well as the tone. Because you want to make sure that your words are meant to be received. But when you're talking to people who ain't listening, then why waste your time and energy? Move on. Shake the dust off your feet. So that's why it's so important for us to be in prayer, but most importantly, like I said, Give everything to God, and God's going to help you to be able to be more respected, as well as not only who you are as an individual, but also your words. So that way, if it pertains to a person you may have a conflict with, 
Give them over to God and ask God for him to help that person as well as help you, but also to set the timing, the tone, as well as the verbiage. Because what if there may be some type of language barrier, even though y'all may speak the same language, though it may be a language barrier because the wrong terminology may have been used or the misunderstanding of that individual or yourself. That's why it's so important for us to be in prayer for everyone. So with that being said, just in case someone who may be watching may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior and believe in the heart, but God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's so important for you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, because he's the only one that can help you in this situation. But also understand he want to help you. Invite him into your situation as well as into your life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We're coming to you right now, God, thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, being a faithful God, being a commendable God. So, God, we ask you to help us in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you to help us, God, with our words, God. God, help us, God, to even understand the language that we may say or use, God. Help us, God, even in the words we may try to express, God. Help us, God, to not speak out of anger. Help us to speak in love and in truth, God. And God, even ask God to help us, God, to expand our vocabulary, expand our words, God, that will be edifying to you right now in the name of Jesus. Well, we even know, God, sometimes even at the time that we have spoken out of anger and stress, God, there may be some things that we might have said that might have been inappropriate. We ask you, God, to forgive us right now, God. Cleanse us and make us whole right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to be mindful, God, of your presence at all times right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking of that you help us, God, to understand, God, whatever you say, God, whatever we have gone to you about, God, help us, God, to trust you for those answers, God. Help us, God, to cast all of our cares and concerns about you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And stand about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the unity, God. We thank you, Lord, for the like, bringing together, God. We thank you, Lord, for the reconciliation right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speaking, God, even for the words that we have said that might have been profane, God. God, help us, God, to use better choice of words, God. Help us, God, whatever weakness that we may have, God. Help us in every area of our lives, God. We give you permission. We give you access right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God, for everything you've done, God. We thank you all for the testimony that you have given us, God. We even speak it right now, God. We hold up every person who may have a conflict with their child's mother, their child's father, even their spouse, or even their girlfriend, or family or parent or even on the workplace right now, even in whatever area that we may have problems or conflicts in right now, God. We're giving them all over to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we trust you for the results right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you all for the testimony that's coming from this right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one of y'all who are tuned in. If you want to get in contact with me, my name is Brother Prater. I'm on Facebook on the Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-R-O-T-H-E-R, Paul, R-A, T-R-O-T-H-E-R, Tom, E-R. Uh, you can see my daily devotion and my videos. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. You can see my daily devotions, my videos, as well as my personal appearances if you go to my calendar. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, 
A few good men, the passing out of fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities towards their families, their children, even their children's mothers, regardless if they're with them or not. But also, it talks to the ladies to let them know what the needs of men are, as well as helpful uh, advice for looking for a, a potential future husband and or present or future uh, father to their children. Also, this book right here, uh, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, was the story uh, of myself and my sister, Sheila Prater, who was tragically killed by domestic violence. Uh, it's a you know, story just to ministering, especially to, to uh, siblings. You know, uh, my relationship with my sister was a beautiful, beautiful uh, ministry within itself. So with that being said, before we get ready to close, I want to say a special, special, special happy birthday to my big brother, Jerry Prater. Uh, he turns another year old, and um, he helped me even to be where I am today. He actually invested into me back in 78. It was a book called The Picture Bible. And I always, I wanted it as a kid. I saw it on TV, and he was 16 years old. And he saw it, and I asked, and he bought it for me. And so, because of where I am today, it was because of my big brother. So I thank God, man. Happy birthday to you, man. Thank you about you, and I'll see you shortly. So thank you to every one of y'all for tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.